Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy Playmakers. What's up guys? For today's video, I'm going to be going through some must own or avoid rookie running backs. So I'm going to be talking about the top five rookie running backs. It's going to be Najee Harris, Travis Etienne, Javante Williams, Trey Sermon, and Michael Carter. And so I'm going to be talking about whether or not I'm going to be targeting them in drafts or avoiding them. If you guys are watching this video and find yourself enjoying the content, please just make sure you leave a like and subscribe to the channel. And then also let me know your thoughts down below in the comment section. Let me know which of these running backs you're going to be targeting and which ones you're going to be avoiding this year. And I'll make sure to get back to you as soon as I can. But let's get into the video. We have to start it off with Najee Harris, who is currently being drafted as the RB13 in redraft leagues. And that's about a mid second round pick. Earlier this offseason, I made a video about do not draft fantasy players and I did have Najee Harris in that video, and I don't dislike Najee as a player, but I'm just going to be avoiding him at this ADP. Right now, he's being drafted before Antonio Gibson. I would be confident drafting him as an early third round pick, but definitely not here in the mid-second round. The positives for Najee Harris is that you saw when Le'Veon Bell was a workhorse with the Steelers, he would carry the ball you know, around 300 times in a season with around 100 targets, and that is a huge potential workload. And I think that's what a lot of people see as the upside for Najee Harris. He's going to have a ton of volume, which is why people are confident picking him, you know, in the middle of the second round. But this is not even close to the same situation that Le'Veon Bell was in. When Le'Veon Bell was there, this was a very solid Steelers run blocking offensive line. And it is just not like that anymore. They're decent in pass protection right now, but the run blocking is still just not there. And so I just think that Najee is being drafted towards his ceiling without a lot of thought going into what his floor is. So, you know, people are seeing what this potential volume is and, you know, what he could do with it. And they're drafting him super high. But, you know, none of this is guaranteed. We haven't seen him play in the NFL yet. We don't know how the Steelers are going to introduce him. You know, are they going to want to run him into the ground when they know they have him for five years? We just really don't know. And so I do expect Najee Harris to score through that volume even if he's not getting 300 carries and 100 targets, if he's getting, you know, 220 carries, maybe 70 targets, that's still really solid for a rookie running back. But I think he's going to be scoring mainly through that volume and not through efficiency, which for me is not someone that I want to be drafting as a high-end RB2. And it's definitely not someone that I'm going to be drafting ahead of guys who have proven to have success in the NFL, like Antonio Gibson, who's also going into a better situation this year. So I want to bet on the guy I know and not, you know, this potential mystery with Najee Harris. Next up is Travis Etienne, who is currently being drafted as the RB23, which is an early fifth round pick. And I like Etienne as a player. I like his skills, but I just don't really like his situation here with the Jaguars. He's being picked before Miles Gaskin at running back and also before Deontay Johnson at wide receiver. And I just don't really feel confident that ETN is going to get enough work in this offense. You know, if Urban Meyer comes out after training camp and says, you know, we want to use Travis ETN as a workhorse, then I will totally flip this opinion. But that just hasn't happened. In fact, Urban Meyer actually has basically said the opposite. After the draft, he says that they want to use him as a third down back. And then at the rookie training camp, he was talking about how he basically had him out wide catching passes as a receiver. So he really hasn't, you know, bought into this Travis Etienne as a three down back. And so my expectation for Travis Etienne is that he operates as the receiving back out of this backfield. 
but I'm just worried he's not going to be getting enough carries when you have James Robinson, you know, who is a proven NFL starting running back, as well as Carlos Hyde in that backfield. I just think it's going to be a pretty heavy split in terms of carries. And the way I feel about Travis Etienne is pretty similar to how I feel with all these Jaguars weapons. You know, all of their receivers, Chark, LaVisca, Marvin Jones, we just don't really know who's going to get a ton of work. We don't know who's going to be the most involved guy. And I feel like it's the same way with this running back room. Because if Travis Etienne operates as the receiving back, but James Robinson gets most of the carries, I don't really expect this offense to be, you know, top 10 in touchdowns. So I just don't really think any of them have a ton of value, especially going this high as the RB23. Now on to Javante Williams, who is being picked just a little bit after Travis Etienne as the RB26 and that is a mid sixth round draft pick. And I think Javante Williams is being wildly overdrafted this year, and I'm definitely gonna be avoiding him. And I have two main reasons for thinking that he's overdrafted. The first is that there's no guarantee he's gonna be the workhorse in this offense. Melvin Gordon is on the last year of his contract, and he's still a very solid running back. So I don't really understand where this idea came from that Javante Williams is just gonna step in and out-touch Melvin Gordon. You know, maybe towards the end of the year, he starts gaining more and more work, but I don't think he's going to be this RB1 the entire season. And if I had to guess, I actually think that Melvin Gordon is probably going to outtouch Javante Williams. You bring in a young running back, you let him sit behind Melvin Gordon for a year. You know, maybe they split it 60 40, but Williams is able to sit behind him, learn, and then he can take over as a sophomore. And so that's the first reason why I don't like him. I think he's being drafted like he is the starter when, you know, that hasn't been proven at all. And then the second reason is that I just don't really think this is a very valuable backfield to own. With Drew Locke at quarterback, this backfield has a very, very low ceiling. You know, they have a decent floor because they're probably going to be running the ball a lot. But I mean, there is no work in the receiving game. And we saw Melvin Gordon finish as the RB23 in points per game when he was the pretty clear starter last year. So RB23 in points per game when he was getting the majority of carries and targets. And right now, Javante Williams is being picked as RB26. So just a little lower than Melvin Gordon's finish when we have no idea that he's going to be the starter. So I think this is a pretty crazy ranking for him, and I will not be touching Javante Williams this year. The fourth guy here is Trey Sermon, who is being picked as the RB28, a seventh round pick. And there's really no guarantee that Trey Sermon is going to establish himself as a fantasy relevant running back but I do think his ceiling is fairly high because Sermon has the opportunity to step into this 49ers backfield and take over the alpha role. We know that Jeff Wilson is out with a torn meniscus, so he's definitely going to miss a decent chunk of the NFL season. And so now Trey Sermon is able to get work in as the RB2 on that roster and practice. There's Raheem Mostert there as the RB1, and I actually like him as a decent mid-round running back pick this year. But we did see him deal with injuries last year. You know, we're not positive that he can handle that alpha workload out of a backfield. So there may be an opening for Trey Sermon to step in. And even if he doesn't come in and take over the number one in the 49ers backfield, I think he's still definitely valuable with just how efficient this offense is. If I was drafting, I would rather lock up my running backs early, you know, and not have to be picking a running back in this range. However, if Sermon was available in the eighth, I wouldn't really hate the pick if I did need a running back. The last guy we're going to talk about today is Michael Carter, who is going as RB32, which is a ninth round pick. And I basically view Michael Carter 
as Trey Sermon in a worse rushing offense. So he definitely has the opportunity to break out of this crowded Jets backfield. You've got Tevin Coleman, Ty Johnson, LaMichael Pirine, and then Michael Carter all in there. And so really, we have no idea who has the inside shot to take over this offense. But you know, Michael Carter will have the opportunity to get starter reps. And that's not something you can say for most of these running backs going in this range. And so I wouldn't be super comfortable having Michael Carter as my RB3, but I would be fine having him as my RB4 or RB5. You know, more of an upside player, but not a guy that I'm going to have to rely upon on a week-to-week basis. All right, so that is all the rookie running backs we're going to be talking about in today's video. You know, I kind of talked through whether or not I would want to be drafting these guys at their current ADP. If you guys enjoyed the video, please just make sure you leave a like and subscribe. I'd really appreciate it. Then also make sure you let me know your thoughts down below in the comment section, and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. But thank you guys for stopping by, watching, and listening. I'll see you guys tomorrow.